Just before we start the show, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we live, work and play. We acknowledge their ongoing connection and custodianship for country. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and their stories and journeys that have led us to where we are today. Let's meet our next guest. Joining us in the studio today is Graham Alvarez Jarrett, who is the strategy partner at Dentsu. Hello and a warm welcome to our studio. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. We were just talking about you've had your coffee ready to go. I haven't yet, so... I, I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm well caffeinated for this interview. Yeah, awesome. So we're going to jump straight into your icebreaker. Um, what's your go-to background movie or TV show that you put on when you like space out or you're cleaning the house or something like that? The the thing that is always appropriate and always welcome is is Seinfeld. Okay. To sound like a little bit of a, a, a 90s kid. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it doesn't matter time of day, how I'm feeling, um, what's going on. Seinfeld's always welcome. Yeah. Mine's um, The Office. I've always got to have the American <laughs> Office on. We're, we're re-watching that at the moment, or at least I'm re-watching it. My wife is watching it for the first time, mm-hmm. um, which is a sort of interesting thing. She was very much that office tragic of, no, it's the English version and that's oh, no. it. no, no, And you go, no, the Americans, they, they got it right. Too. Yeah. Yeah, mostly. My, Michael Scott, Prison Mike, that's... Oh, that's the... <laughs> sorry, I know this is the office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing that's been a little bit um, unwelcome... Mm-hmm. In this rewatching it, I realize I've got some Michael Scott energy at times, yeah. which is not a thing that you <laughs> aspire to or want in your life. Mm-hmm. But I, I see qualities in him that I'm like, oh, I think I've done that before or I've said that before. Nothing as tragic as that, <laughs> but um, in the same direction of, which has been a, a little bit of a revelation. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's something you can't go a day without doing? The, I mean, on the on the topic of of, of coffee, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a little bit of a coffee nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, so those who work with me or live with me, in the case of my wife, know how much space my coffee stuff takes up mm-hmm. physically um, and and maybe emotionally and mentally as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I I have my little rituals around coffee and and even the act of. Of weighing out the beans and grinding my coffee and 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 making a cup, it's uh, it's it's the closest to to meditation as as I come. It's my 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 little go to. And how did that start? Like you were just all over that. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't know that it was a a moment. I I, mm-hmm. I always enjoyed coffee, but and and I I, I had it. I forget when I started drinking it, mm-hmm. but. I think it was when I just sort of the when I when I saw people doing it like as, as in a barista or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of liked the act or the the workflow of it, which is an odd thing. And and I think maybe the older that I get, the more I appreciate routine and habit and mm-hmm. those little um, little uh, uh, I don't know idiosyncrasies that we all have. Mm-hmm. So um, I just started 
doing it really or at least I asked a barista about how do you do that and what's going on with that thing Mm -hmm. and um and then you kind of go down the rabbit hole of you buy one piece of kit, which makes you realize you need another piece of kit, which makes you realize there are 14 other things that you need. Yeah. Um, thus the problem of, of space at home. <laughs> so true. Um, what makes you feel happy and fulfilled? The thing, I mean, coffee aside, I mean, it's, it's, it's very related, but... The thing that maybe takes up a disproportionate amount of my waking life is is food. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the the act of actually eating. A yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually, I, I really enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, if I collect anything, it's coffee books, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I will actually read a coffee book as though it's like a John Grisham novel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, it's again taking up far too much space at home. But I, I just love cooking, and my 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 background is as we we're talking about before. My my dad's from Uruguay, my mum's from from the Philippines, and so. If you know anything about those cultures, you know that food is really central to, mm-hmm. to those cultures, both in terms of the act of generosity or love, or mm-hmm. you know how you sort of show affection for for another people for for another person. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I I always grew up in the kitchen and just watching mum and dad cook, and I mm-hmm. think that's just kind of stayed with me. So. As a as an adult now, I suppose in in inverted commas, um, food's just an important part of, of of my life. I love cooking. I love preparing food. I love thinking about food. Um, we host a lot. Yeah. Um, at our place, mm-hmm. so uh, anything that's sort of um, in that space is is uh, is is very much front of mind for me, or I just love. I'm I'm probably a, a frustrated or uh, frustrated cook deep mm-hmm. down inside. Yeah, um, and there's a part of me that still wants to apply for Master Chef at some point in the future, but <laughs> um, uh, not quite yet. What's stopping you? Time? <laughs> uh, it feels really impractical. Yeah. I mean, from from what I understand, and I do have a friend who who made it. Um, through uh, to, to almost the final stages. I mean, it means sort of signing away your life for a few months, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's a dumb reason, but yep. um, the, the sheer practicality of, of saying no to putting my life on hold for a couple of months, but who knows, maybe maybe I will. Yeah, I think my dear wanted to do it as well. She's Uruguayan mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Went to do the application. She goes, I can't. So everyone yeah. has that reservation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe the practicalities get in the way of, of these things, which are much yeah. much bigger if they're a real passion. But uh, unfortunately, so far it's, it's sort of pulled me. But who knows? Maybe the next time you see me, I'll be on, on Master Chef. <laughs> and what's the most challenging dish you've probably prepared for a dinner party? Maybe, maybe not. Challenging, but mm-hmm. um, I think we we recently hosted a, a friend's uh, baby shower, mm-hmm. and I think I over enthusiastically, after a couple of glasses of wine, said, "We'll host it for you. We'd love to. This will be our <laughs> present. This will be our present for you." Yeah, is hosting your baby shower, and everyone can come over to our place. Mm-hmm. Um, I had recently bought a, a pizza oven just on the topic of food. Mm-hmm. 
and I was like, we could, we could do this. I can, I can, I can totally do this. And then I probably didn't realize at the time that this was about thirty people. Yep. And thirty people means thirty pizzas. Yep. <laughs> and um, that was that was quite the exhausting day. I'll, I'll put it that way. I'd yeah. do it again in a heartbeat. But that was days of being covered in flour and tomato sauce and cheese and yeah. cured meats, uh, which is quite the image. But <laughs> um, uh, I, I I really enjoyed that exercise and that mm-hmm. experience. Um, I think I'd do it again. Yeah. But uh, that was that was quite the challenge in the day, particularly when you get into the nuances of vegetarian. And there's always vegetarians, vegans, gluten free, mm-hmm. and so the specific combinations that you had to put together. I had to put together. Yeah, <laughs> was quite the feat. Yeah, damn. Um, what's an activity you enjoyed as a child, but you've stopped participating in now? The, um, I mean, being. Uruguayan, the I played a lot of sports when mm-hmm. I was younger, and being South American, you are I think somewhat contractually obligated to have to play soccer. Soccer, yep. Um, which thankfully I loved, mm-hmm. and I, I really, I really miss that. Mm-hmm. I there's lots of things about it. I just enjoyed playing, mm-hmm. um, but the sort of team aspect of it, the habit, the ritual, the training. Just what happens when you're, you know, part of a team is was, yeah, yeah. was really, really special. Um, I still try to be kind of active. Well, I still exercise and do all those, those sorts of things, but it's mm-hmm. a very different pursuit to just, you know, going for a run or mm-hmm. going to the gym is very different to playing a team sport in that way. Yeah. I maybe made the the mistake a few years ago of getting back into to soccer. Yeah. Um, and I did play for a, a bunch of years, mm-hmm. which... I loved, but you. The reason why I'm talking in the past tense now, and the reason yeah. why I no longer play, is uh, you know m- men of a certain age should not be playing Saturday soccer, as I mm-hmm. as I found out. Um, but I, I, I still miss that. I I loved I love sport in general, mm-hmm. um, and I loved playing soccer. And I, if my body would still cooperate, I'd still be doing it now. Yeah, and I had a discussion with someone else before mm-hmm. I came into the studio. Does Black Belt ring a bell? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I, there, once upon a time, I, I, I did soccer, cricket, tennis, and karate. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> in a manner of speaking, I, I, I am a Black Belt. I was a Black Belt. I don't know mm-hmm. that you ever technically lose it. No, you don't. So I guess yes, technically I, I am I'm a I'm a black belt. I love that. I loved it was it was dad that made me do or you know, took me to classes and, and all that. And I, I mm-hmm. love that. It, it, in a, I think in the moment I didn't like it. Yeah. But looking back, the actual discipline and the the rigor that you learned from karate was 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 really, really important. And I, I probably appreciate it now in ways that I didn't appreciate then. Mm-hmm. The problem is <laughs> the problem is when you say you're a black belt, it comes up in conversation, not that it does very often. Yeah. Um, people instantly want to see you do a thing, <laughs> which is insane because I think everyone's kind of watched Karate Kid or, you know, Cobra these days. 
And then they want to see you either like break a plank of wood or yep. some bricks as though that's mm-hmm. what I was doing mm-hmm. <laughs> at the age of six or seven uh, when I was doing karate. Um, so, yes, yes, technically I, uh, I was uh, at least once upon a time a black yeah. belt. At least if someone tries to jump you, you know, they know well, not to mess see, with you. <laughs> this is the thing, though. I, <laughs> if someone kind, if someone's trying to jump me in a dark alley, I'm running. I'm not pulling yeah. out. I'm not pulling out any moves. I'm, I'm getting the hell out of there. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, what are you currently listening to? From a podcast perspective, or both music and yeah. podcasts. Uh, from a from a podcast, I mean. I like to I like to think I listen to a wide variety of, mm-hmm. of things. If I had to pick one thing or, or maybe what I listen to most, and this is going to sound odd, but I listen to a lot of podcasts about movies. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's odd because movies is inherently a visual medium, yeah. and and therefore the act of hearing people talk about movies on a podcast isn't is you would imagine doesn't quite work but I, I listen to a, yeah three or four different ones about about movies and I, I think I mean I, I I really love going to the movies I love watching movies mm-hmm. I would go to the cinema every week if I could mm-hmm. um, I think the reason why I enjoy it is because the maybe the podcast experience mimics what movies at their best are for me, which mm-hmm. is to say whenever you go on to watch a, a movie, the the act of talking about it afterwards, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy just personally with whether I'm with my, my wife or with some friends or whomever, the act of watching a movie and then sort of dissecting it or having different takes on it, I really, really love that. So I maybe agree. there's something kind of comforting yeah. about hearing other people or hearing a podcast about people sort of having different takes either that I agree with or disagree with. And mm-hmm. I, just pulling that apart, pulling apart a story like that is, is, is I personally find very creatively interesting and mm-hmm. fulfilling and... I sort of try to uh, adopt a lot of that in in my my um, professional life. Um, I think that one of the podcasts that my partner listens to is We Are Movies. Oh, Have you listened okay. to that one? No. And they talk about movies. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it, but that's a really good one. No, I listen okay. to it with him all the time. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I, I listen to The Rewatchables, The Big Picture, Blank Check. Um, I yeah, I just love that. From a music perspective, the the thing that is is constant, and my wife would sort of attest to how annoying this is for her. But you know, that's that's her problem, not mine. Is um, uh, what constantly gets rinsed at our house is like some sort of combination of Janet Jackson, yes, <laughs> Block Party, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kendrick Lamar. I like those. Yeah. Are, those are on high repeat, high high repeat. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah. I get. Yeah. Yeah. But full stop. Yeah. That we're gonna leave it at that. But lastly, um, beyond the title, who are you? Who is Graham? Um, oh my, that's so existential. It uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would like to think that um, it's hard for me to answer that question without thinking about it through the context of other people. Which is to say, I would like to think that I'm a good husband. I would like to think that I'm a good son. That I'm a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like more broadly, I just want to be a person that is 
enjoying life as much as I possibly can, is very thankful for what I've got, um, and I'm very, very appreciative of, of what I've got and certainly what my parents in particular have given me, mm-hmm. um, and someone who just wants to enjoy life and maybe, hopefully, if I'm doing a good job, makes um, other people's lives a little bit better too. Yeah. Oh, such a warm feeling. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna finish the episode with that, but thank you so much for your time and have a good rest of the day. Thank you. You too.